Episode 77, just the two of us. Welcome to High School Backups <laughs> Podcast. Thank you for joining us this week. It is <laughs> myself and Sir Jake here. Uh, while all you our friends are still recovering from the most recent wedding of Sir Kyle. Uh, it was a great time. It truly was. Uh, Jake and myself do not have to recover nearly as hard as the rest of them. Uh, but indeed, no. it is just the two of us this week, <laughs> uh, and maybe that'll be fun, its own type of fun. It'll be so, good. It'll be good. It'll be good. As you can see, we have what'll be a majority of our, and really our whole episode this week, as there wasn't a ton of news. Uh, we did have the Jets uh, picking up Dalvin Cook officially, and the Patriots picking up Ezekiel Elliott officially. Um, Zeke will be playing this week in the preseason, which shows his dedication compared to Dalvin, who probably won't play until the season starts. Um, Jake and I talked about prior to the podcast. We both feel very similarly uh, that uh, there certainly wasn't a huge jump um, in anything specific for either of those teams. Uh, both yeah. got solid veteran backups, um, and maybe that's the most important part. So, uh, I mean, I'm just curious about Dalvin Cook's honestly, like where he fits into that backfield with Brees Hall and everybody else, and Michael Carter already being there. That's just a loaded backfield. Zeke, I clearly know what his role is on the Patriots, and it's to spell Ramondre Stevenson, but both, both teams got upgraded. Both teams got upgraded. Agreed. And, Jake, do you mind uh, resetting your stream real quick, your screen share? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I can do that. Uh, yeah, so anyway, so that was really the main thing that ended up happening um, in terms of the NFL. In uh, other sports news, um, not a lot happened in the NHL and NBA realms. It's their off season. There's really not a lot going on. Um, th there really wasn't. And in terms of baseball, we're kind of in the mid-season part here. Um, most specifically, the AL is still the tale of, well, now only four teams because the Yankees are absolute dog meat. Um, in terms of fighting for that <laughs> uh, that AL wild card spot, uh, gotta five, love it. There's five t or four teams, yeah, because you include uh, all three teams in the AL East, besides, of course, the Orioles who are number one, uh, and then you include the Astros who are number two in their division. So that's kind of the race for the wild card, uh, and then the West has their own, or the NL division, excuse me, has their own. Uh, things going on, but it's a little bit closer considering the AL Central is awful. So, uh, anywho, <laughs> uh, not a lot going on in the sports world. Uh, we do have the not Women's really. World Cup continuing. Uh, the quarterfinal matches are done, and we move on into the semifinals over the next few days. Um, they've been interesting. I did lose a touch a bit when the U.S. lost, as I am quite a bit of a homer. However, oh, absolutely. I, I have heard feedback that a lot of those matches have been incredible and fun to watch and quite physical. Um, so we do hope that continues, and I, I will tune back in for the semifinals and the finals. Uh, but I was a little salty when they lost, just like the Patriots, where you, used to, you know, we, we struggled Probably. to watch. The few times they did lose in the rounds, it would be hard to watch the rest of the rounds. Uh, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm such a football guy that like it matters. Like I'm like shit. It sucks, but I'm still watching the games. <laughs> yeah, and usually there's some sort of money or something on it that makes it a little more interesting. So, uh, at least for myself, at least for myself, not for not <laughs> That's for a secret. <laughs> uh, so yes, uh, it's just two of us, which means two things this week. It means one we 
can focus on one subject for really the whole episode, which we will be yep. doing, which is this tier list here that Jake has shared up. Uh, and two, it means we can talk more in depth about each of these teams um, without yeah. having to feel like we're being rushed or we won't get our opinions. So it's it's a nice uh, change of I'm pace, down. Um, and I think it'll work out well. So um, there are some teams on this list that won't need a ton of explanation. There are others that will need a lot of explanation. This uh, we did some similar last year where we placed teams in a tier list in terms of what wins we think we'll do. But rather than doing that, we're going to utilize this tier list as our preamble to what will be next week, which will be, uh, with two weeks left to go to a season, our official prediction of the yeah. season. Um, reason why we're doing Honestly, this. I think those are going to be very different than these power rankings because I think there are a couple teams this year that are probably somewhere in like the 15 to 18 range that play incredibly tough schedules. I'm specifically talking about the New England Patriots, but we'll talk about that in a few minutes. I, I'm totally with you, and we'll see how that goes. <laughs> and and it, just like last year, it was different for last year as well. So yeah. um, it'll be interesting, though, and I'm excited to do this and get and ready for it. Uh, main reason we are um, essentially waiting uh, or doing our prediction for next week so early uh, is because the following two weeks after that, I don't know about yourself, Jake. I know I know a little bit. Uh, I have a bunch of fantasy football drafts uh, going on. Yeah, we got stuff going on. Weeks following, so uh, that'll be it'll be nice to have a nice long episode next week. Um, which yeah, will be a fun one. Um, and then we'll start talking fantasy football a little bit more. We'll start talking all that fun stuff as we get knees deep into the football season. So, all right, Jake, what do you want to do? You want to go in order? You want to go yeah, backwards order? I mean, okay, I think there's one thing that we can do right away, right? Like we we don't have to discuss this too much, like. We just don't have to discuss that, really, at all. It's true. Uh, it, <laughs> it, for what it's worth, their receiving core is, just like last year, a little questionable. Uh, but we saw them win with it last year. They still have the best tight end in the league. And in some ways, the top, thir- or top three wide receiver in the or top third wide or just receiver in the league is hard. Yeah, to with t- Travis Kelsey. Kelsey. With Travis Kelsey probably being number three behind yeah. Justin Jefferson and Jamar, uh, Jamar Chase. Um, but, yeah, I would agree. I mean – you have Patrick Mahomes, you have Andy Reid, and you have Travis Kelsey. Like at at the end of the day, you'll you'll probably be there at the end. Like at least in a conference championship game. If you're not, it's a disappointment. So I'm gonna just throw you up there. Now we could just go in order. I'm fine with that. I'm not gonna lie to you. I have the Rams in the bad tier. Um, I just even though you have Sean McVay and Matt Stafford, and normally that can carry. You don't have Jalen Ramsey on your defense anymore. I think they have 33 undrafted rookies playing on this football team right now. Yeah, I'm like, either bad or mid because they do have Sean McVay and they yeah. do have Matthew Stafford, and they were interesting two years ago, but last year they were so yeah. boring that they're somewhere in the middle of of that like atmosphere of being so awful and also being interesting. So I would have him high, bad, low, mid. Um, yeah, I would have like him. I think their entire season really depends on how Matthew Stafford plays and if the defense can be even remotely competent. Um, but I can't like in good faith put them any higher than like top tier bad. Yeah, and, and the one thing I, I will think about here is uh, their division remaining not the greatest division in the world would still bias me towards putting I mean, them mid. But, uh, I would say, yeah. No, I mean, their record might be better than bad because they play the Cardinals twice. Yeah, but they might just play that in general. Cardinals and, yeah, exactly. And I mean, you have the 49ers and the Seahawks in that division. We'll get to them later. But I think those are both probably better than most teams in the NFL at this point. With the Cardinals, I don't think we need to talk about this too much. Uh, I'm going to say they will be drafting top three, mostly because I don't know when Kyler's coming back, and 
even when Kyler comes back. I love Kyler Murray. I think he's a top 10 to top 8 quarterback in the league. Their roster is just absolutely atrocious. I don't know if I trust Gannon to get them ready. Not ready, but like, I don't know if I trust him year one to right the ship entirely. And this roster is just bad. Like, they're not good. Their offensive line struggles. Their defense is bad. They have pieces, but they don't have any, like, they have no solid foundation. That's where I'm at with the Cardinals. I agree. I, there's really not a bright spot on this team. Um, at least not much. But I mean, you can say Hollywood Brown, like he exists and, and yeah. he's cool. And uh, James Conner is still existing and, and good in his own right. And they both have great fantasy value just because of they're the only ones on I the mean, team. But we also saw how bad they were without Kyler last year. So if Kyler is out even until November, I mean, they could be staring at no and nine record. Yeah. Oh and nine record. Does that mean they go and get you know Caleb Williams in the draft? We'll talk about that. It definitely. Um, and then we'll transition right into the Falcons here. I, I I know you're higher on this team, Jake, and I am too. I would definitely consider them an interesting team. That's yep, exactly okay. Right, but... I was going to see where you were at there. Um, I was going to say going to be interesting. I think it's more of a byproduct of their division than it is the team that they have set up, though. Like you, I think we. I've been pretty vocal about the fact that I'm not in love with Desmond Ritter. I don't think he's going to I don't think he's going to lose the Falcons games necessarily. Like I think he's smart. I think he's decent. But I don't see him being like that dude that's going to win you games. But in Arthur Smith's system you don't really need to do that because Bijan Robinson and Cordero Patterson are just going to get the ball handed off to them 20 times a game each and they want to win with the run game anyway. So, and I don't think I could name a receiver on the Atlanta Falcons right now. But their division is bad enough where you I think they could one. You can name one. I could Oh, Drake London, yeah. yeah. I mean, Drake London, Kyle Pitts, I guess. Yeah, you're right. I'm just dumb. I didn't think about it before I said it, but okay. <laughs> no, you're fine, and I think like, their youth is what makes them interesting here. I think they have a yeah, lot of exactly. and that's what makes I, them interesting. Like, Bijan Robinson, the mix of Bijan Robinson, Kyle Pitts, and Drake London, plus the mystery of whatever Desmond Ritter could be, because I know a lot of people think he's great. I know a lot of people think who's going to be out of the league in two years. I'm somewhere in the middle where I'm not high on him. I think he'll be a high-end backup, but like, he won't lose your games. Yeah, and maybe that's the most important thing um, in a division yeah. that's so tight. Uh, yeah, go ahead. What do you think about uh, Baltimore? I think I know where I want them, but... I, I want them in the playoff pushers tier. I really enjoy... Like, they could be going in the going-to-be-interesting tier with OBJ and Zay Flowers, but I think as long as you have Lamar Jackson and John Harbaugh, again, a great quarterback-coach combo and a decent roster you're going to be pushing for the playoffs. I wouldn't necessarily put them in that Super Bowl sleeper category because I don't think they're quite good enough to do that. And with the rest of the AFC, I'm not sure if they're going to push that at all. I mean, Lamar Jackson's going to keep it interesting, though, and I think Tyler Huntley is at least a decent backup to have. At the end of the day, I mean, I'm going to put them in the playoff pushers category. Where is your thoughts? Uh, are you on the same page that they're a low playoff pusher, though? Like, we're talking yeah, about, like, yeah. six, seven seed type thing, not like... A, yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't... Yeah, 100% same place. I With playing in the same division as, you know, the Bengals, the Steelers, and the Browns, who I all think are going to be in this, like, going to be interesting or higher tier, yeah, I mean, the Bengals, we're going to get to them in, like, four teams, but they're going to be much higher than anybody else in that division, but yeah. Yeah, I'm 100% I, with you. And Bill, I, 
I mean, where are you on the Bills? This is going to be the most. This is going to be more interesting, I think. So we've talked about this a little bit in in passing, almost, uh, and, and yeah. certainly, certainly a little bit on on the podcast in general. I I think we both have them in this sleepers or pushers area. I don't think they're where they were, which would have been contenders last two years. I think they've taken a step back, and I don't think it's a huge step back. I do think it's a step back. That's interesting. I was going to put them at the low end of the Super Bowl contenders tier. I have five teams that I'm like, I think all three of these teams could win a Super Bowl and it'd be like a realistic prediction if you did it. I think the Bills are probably like the least likely to do it, but I think they're likely to get there, if that makes sense. I'm comfortable putting them at the like the high-end Super Bowl sleeper yeah. tier, but I had them in the Super Bowl contender tier. I mean, again, I've... I'm a Josh Allen fan. I really, like, I'm a Patriots fan first, but, like, Josh Allen is that dude. I love him. I think he's an athletic freak of nature. Yeah. Um, Top three quarterback in the NFL, and I like Sean McDermott as a head coach. I know he took a step back without Brian Dayball last year. My bigger concern is that, aw, kidding. Oh, yeah, sorry, I forgot. No, no, you're good. Uh, But I, my bigger concern is that they lost Tremaine Edmonds in the middle. I think their defense is a little bit less physical than it was, but... I mean, I'm comfortable putting him in the high Super Bowl sleeper tier if that's where you want to put him. Um, so, yeah, and I'll give you my reason a little bit. So I agree yeah, with the course. fact that there's definitely like a certain amount of teams that have a good chance of winning. I yeah. personally believe that if we're talking about contenders, there should be two from each conference, and there should be four. Okay. So if you think they're your fifth team out, I would say that, that yeah. makes sense, and I would put them at the sleepers. That okay, that makes sense. Um, so I was thinking about it like if you place the bet on them, would it be realistic? Oh, see, and that's a good thought as well. And I mean, well, the thing is, though, not necessarily. I think sleepers means realistic. I think okay. that contenders means you're likely to get your bet back. And I don't know if we can really put the bills there. Cause I, I think our like Super Bowl sleeper versus playoff pusher categories are going to be real interesting when we get uh, nitpicky here. I agree. Um, okay, so Panthers. Uh... <laughs> I would almost, dude. We could put the whole AFC South and go in to be interesting. I mean, NFC oh, South, NFC South. Excuse me. Yeah, we could put the whole NFC South and go in to be interesting. Um, <laughs> besides the Bucks, maybe. But yeah, I literally, I, I, I did this beforehand, and I had the, I had the three teams from the NFC South and going to be interesting. Then the Bucks in one of the other categories. Yeah, I'm fine with I this. Mean, I, I don't really know much to talk about. Like they have a great young quarterback and a lot of young. Um, a lot of a lot of young pieces in their team on defense and offense yeah. uh, that we could definitely see excel. Like I'm more, I'm coming from the fact that like you have Frank Reich as your head coach, who you know has been very successful in the NFL. I know that his term in Indianapolis was a little bit more tumultuous than other stops, but he's been very good at coaching quarterbacks throughout the course of his NFL career. He's done a very good job with most of the quarterbacks that he's been with. And I like the fact that Bryce Young, I mean, I get it. There are a lot of people who are concerned about Bryce Young's height, which, again, I will eye roll at. It's never been a problem. It's not going to be a problem. He's going to be just fine. I like the fact that their wide receiver core is at the very least competent. Like, I like the mixture of DJ Chark, Adam Thielen, Jonathan Mingo, all those guys. Plus, they have Tommy Tremble at tight end. And I like the addition of Miles Sanders in the backfield. I mean, at the very least... They're going to be pushing for the top of the division, whether that means they're pushing for the top of the division at 6-11 and 11, or however it may fall. I think it's going to be interesting to watch the entire NFC South at the very least. Yeah, they could be a six seed like as a wild yeah. card if like one of these other teams like the Falcons were to put I mean, together. 
Well, what's nuts is whoever comes out of the NFC South is the fourth seed, and they very likely could be like a seven and ten four seed, and I just think it's funny. Um, Agreed. And can we skip the Bears? Because I would personally yeah. like to do the Bears with the Vikings because I think I'm okay with that. I think those two teams are very much intertwined and sort of there. Yeah. Um, I think you and I are probably on the same page here. I don't think I have to like. I don't know where else you'd put them. Um, they're not a sleeper. They've they've been there. Uh, they've they've years. been there. They've been the last two years, years yeah. Ago, and they were almost there last year. And I don't think there's anything else to say. My my only concern with the Bengals is that they did lose um, a lot. Uh, in their defensive backfield, I think they lost both safeties and a corner. Um, Eli Apple's not like might be an addition by subtraction anyway, but like at the end of the day, they did lose some on that defensive backfield, and I would be concerned about that. But the offense is good enough to make up for it, so I'm not necessarily like overly concerned. Yeah, I'm on the same page, especially considering we see a team like Kansas City do it a year in year out, where no matter yeah. how bad their defense is, including the lowest like a bottom five in the league. Uh, I think we should also preface this. We're assuming everyone is healthy. As long as Joe Burrow is healthy, they're going to be here. Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. I'm on the same page. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fun fact, the kitten is there. It's just in your mouse moving around the screen. So, um, <laughs> Do we want to uh, move to the Browns? Yeah. Uh, sorry, I couldn't see if it was Browns or Cowboys next. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, we're Browns. So, uh, Browns next. Uh, I just want to put them in bad because I think they're bad people. Uh, but I'm That's also fair. fine with putting them in. They're, okay, they won't be drafting top three. Let's be honest. Uh, no, no. Honestly, they're probably. I don't, where do you have them? Where do you probably have mid? Them? I'm gonna put a mid. That's where my decision's gonna be. See, I have them in going to be interesting. Again, lower lower tier going to be interesting because I think second year of Deshaun Watson getting back on the football field as awful of a human being as he is. My bigger issue is like. Can Kevin Stefanski actually coach this team to be halfway decent? Because they've had top-end talent year in and year out, and they can't figure it out. So, like, I'm good for putting them in the mid-tier, but I thought they were more, like, lower, going to be interesting, could make a playoff push if things go right kind of thing. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but, like... Well, I only like two parts about this team, and it's Nick Chubb and Miles Garrett, because they're actually good people and they're good players, and everything else about this team is just ass. So that's where I'm at. That's where I, I mean, their offensive team. line is solid. Yeah, well, Joe Thomas isn't there, so I don't have any bias towards them anymore. Again, that's I mean, why that's I got fair. That's fair. Mid, but... I'll put them in the high mid. I'll put them in the high mid. That's fine with me as well. I mean, it, this very well could be like a 7-10 and 10 football team. They very well could be 10-7, and 7, but like mid. Yeah, exactly. The and Cowboys. Or speaking of mid, where right? are you? So, uh, no, I'm just <laughs> um, so the Cowboys, right? They got Brandon Cook. Yeah. They have an increasing in age, but not in a bad way, a very good way. Defense, right, with Micah Parsons. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Trayvon Diggs, as well as other pieces as mm-hmm. well. Um, they think they still have Xavier Rhodes, right, for another year or two. Um, they also added Stefan Gilmore. They also added Stefan Gilmore, and then they added, like I said, Brandon Cooks on offense. They did lose Zeke, yeah. but he really wasn't fitting their mold anymore. Tony Pollard was that no. guy. Um, thank you for letting me draft him for so cheap. Uh, and uh, so, <sighs> my bigger concern here is that they scapegoated Kellen Moore. Like they scapegoated Kellen Moore, so their offense, I think, is going to be a little more bland. I think they're playoff pushers. Yeah, yeah they're they playoff pushers. Like, they have to be. I mean, like, a lot of people, I think, or at least Cowboys fans are going to want to be Super Bowl sleepers because every year is their year. But um, 
No, you're realistically like playoff pushers. You should make the playoffs. You should be around 10 to 12 wins. I don't think you're winning the NFC East. Uh, we'll get to that probably later. It's a team that plays in Pennsylvania, not named the Steelers. Uh, but, yeah, you'll be in the playoffs. I mean, if you surprise us and get to a conference championship game for the first time in my entire lifetime, good for you. But, yeah, I mean, solid, solid football team. In yeah. a bad conference. Yeah. In a bad conference. A bad conference and a subpar division that can't seem to have – it has two teams that are constantly wishy-washy and then yeah. a team that's either god-awful or really good. So um, – and themselves, <laughs> who is just constantly mid. Um, but it's yeah. mid enough to be in the playoffs. So the yeah. Broncos. So uh, we all overrated the Broncos last year. Eve, I know like some of us had them rated lower like yeah, on the third and yeah. fourth, but they were worse than any of our predictions. Oh, yeah. I think I had them third last year. I think I had them above the Raiders, but that was about it. Yeah, they were significantly worse than any of our predictions yeah. or really anyone else. No one would have told me that a team with Russell Wilson went, had four wins or five wins or whatever. Like, Yeah. That's just not realistic. So this year, he does a significantly better uh, coach. I don't think it fixes all their problems, but I would no. consider them very interesting solely yep. because of Sean Payton. Yep, I think that's – I mean, I'm putting them above the Falcons and the Panthers here. I mean – you get Sean Payton, you go from Nathaniel Hackett to Sean Payton, it's like upgrading from a 1990 Ford Focus to a new Maserati. Um, well, you know, I, old Maserati, but a classic Maserati. <laughs> a very, very innovative Maserati. <laughs> and honestly, I mean, I've seen Sean Payton do it with smaller quarterbacks before. Drew Brees was six feet tall, 5'11". I mean, Russell Wilson still has the athletic ability to get out of the pocket, make plays, do some things. I think Sean Payton's going to do a good job. And honestly, I mean, the Broncos aren't a bad team. Nathaniel Hackett just didn't get any production out of them. Tim Patrick going down for the year, I believe he went down for the year. Uh, That does suck for them. Um, He was so good last year. But they do get Javante Williams back. I think he's going to be ready for week one, which is beautiful, uh, mostly for my fantasy team, but also for the Broncos. And, I mean, yeah, I'm in... It's going to be interesting. They could go 7-10, and 10 and I wouldn't be surprised. They could go 12-5, and five and I wouldn't be surprised. But they're going to be interesting. Agreed. Uh, 100% the same. Uh, I mean, I really, really, really want to put the Lions in playoff pushers. Am I alone in that? I, I, uh, we're, on the same, we're on the same page, bro. I, I think they're playoff pushers. Um, I think, honestly, I mean, from what I've heard and what, from what's been reported, the Montgomery Gibbs backfield is better than the swift jamal uh wow jamal williams backfield from last year they add jack campbell in the draft which again they grabbed get uh gibbs and campbell at some very odd positions like i didn't give them a good draft grade i still wouldn't give them a good draft grade but they did improve they're they're better now than they were at this point last year jameson williams is going to miss the first six games of the year whatever i'm not too worried about it this team, if they play as hard as they have been, they've improved, they've gotten better. Adding Brian Branch to their defensive backfield, adding Christian uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, not Christian. I'm all over the place tonight. In their defensive backfield, I mean, their corner room is light years ahead of where it was last year. This team should make the playoffs and honestly should probably win the NFC North. But Yeah, you're probably right. Um, and, and I kind of tried to like... Yeah, they they should win it, right? And yeah, I go back and forth, and like Vikings bias aside, (laughs) yeah, I mean they were what 
one score away from having four wins or five wins or whatever instead of 12. What was that? I yeah. Seven single score or one score games. So. Yeah, the, the Vikings, yeah. Yeah, so and the Bears, we don't really know. I think they're good, and I think they have some good pieces, and I think Justin yeah. Fields can continue to carry a team um, and prove why Ohio State quarterbacks aren't awful. Um, we'll see. <laughs> C.J. Stroud did not look great. C.J. will be <laughs> fine. I, I think all of the rookie quarterbacks from this year are going to be fine. I mean, yeah. And now, based uh, on what I saw. But... Speaking of dog shit teams, uh, can we? I I know when we, before we were talking about this, you only had one team in the will be drafting top three. I would yeah. heavily consider putting the Packers in that. And as like a, if we had to put I get three, it. I would put them as one of those three teams. I mean, I don't think we have to put three because I don't think we have to pick. Like, I don't think we have to necessarily put three teams in that category. We could put one and just be like, this team is that bad. I think I mean, there is no possibility where they're drafting outside of the top three. I look at it, and there are only three teams that would even fit that category personally. And, I mean, we already have the Cardinals there. I would put the Packers in a future talk. I would probably put the Raiders if I were to put three teams of all the teams here. I'm fine with putting the Packers in bad um, because they don't, or they don't really have any See, team. I was going to put them in mid. I think they – like – for the point, for the sole fact of the matter that I think they have decent young receivers, I like Christian Watson. I like the fact I like Matt Lafleur as a head coach. I know that he's made some shady decisions, but normally he's pretty decent at winning football games. And their offense really wasn't what won them games last year. Their defense was very, very good. And they add Lucas Van Ness on the edge, who I think is going to be at least a very good rotational pass rusher. I mean, they also added Luke Musgrave, who's a decent pass catcher. They also added um, who's the guy out of South Dakota State. Who is it? The other tight end. Oh, um, did they, uh, King Kate? No, King Kate was on. Uh, no, Buffalo. Um, they added two tight ends in the draft who I think are going to be solid, and I'm pretty sure they drafted a wide receiver. So like, there's going to be some pieces moving, but I think the Packers are probably going to end up around somewhere six and eleven, seven and ten, which is why I would put them in the mid category. I'll put them low mid. I'm fine with low. I'm fine with that. Because I just don't think they're going to be this bad. Like, if I was going to put a team down here, it would be this one. And I don't think they're going to be that bad either. I think the Texans would fit more into this category than the Packers were. But that's a different story. Yeah, I mean, we can. I mean, we have three of the four teams right here, right? So, um, in this. Yeah, team. yeah, yeah. So let's quickly go through this. Where's the? Why am I spacing on the fourth team? Oh, never mind. Uh, anyways. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Cedar Stroud um, could be good, but who the hell is he throwing to? They do. They have that guy they drafted who played really. well. I love Tank Dell, dude. Tank I Dell I drafted and stashed him so fast in one of my fantasy leagues. He kind of <laughs> seems kind of goaded. Him so fast. I, I can't lie. Uh, so I would put them in the bad, but not yeah. because of any reason other than they still need another draft. They'll be fine. This like. This roster just isn't ready yet, and I would hate for it to come back on D'Amico Ryan's as like, oh, there's five and twelve. It's D'Amico Ryan's fault. No, this team is just not built to win right now. Like, give D'Amico Ryan's three years, and I think this team is going to be really set up for at least being an eleven win football team at some point. Obviously, they have to, you know, compete with some of the teams that we've got coming up here, but this team just isn't good right now. Like, it's not. Okay. You got a rookie quarterback. I'm not. I don't think your roster is really set. Speaking of rookie quarterbacks, let's move to the Colts. Um, oh, dude, I I don't. Know. I have to assume Jonathan Taylor is going to play, right? Like, no, do I have? I think so. Right now, no. He's not playing. So right now, if we go based off what it is right now, he's not playing. 
Is it is it a sin to put them at like the low going to be interesting tier just because it's going to be interesting to see how AR develops? Like, I just don't think so. I I understand your thoughts. He's not necessarily better than any of these teams right here, right? Like, he's not necessarily the Colts aren't necessarily better than either of these teams. Well, but I'm at the very least, I've got something like. Yeah, I'm more interested in the Texans and C.J. Stroud than I am Anthony Richardson because of the pieces around C.J. Stroud right now. It's a lot of young pieces. I feel like we know what the Colts receivers are going to give. Like, we know Pittman, yeah. we know all this stuff. So, as a team, I agree Anthony Richardson's more interesting overall than C.J. Stroud. As a team, he's less interesting. I don't even think they're mid, assuming Jonathan Taylor does not play, which right now is the case. Yeah. I would say they're, like, high bad. They're the best of the bad. Okay. I'm okay with that. I mean, I literally – I threw them at the end of the going-to-be-interesting tier going, this could be a 4-13 and 13 or, like, a 9-8 and eight football team, and that wouldn't surprise me. I mean, if they're 9-8, and eight, kudos to them because they pieced together bullshit after losing half <laughs> their team. But fair play. Yeah. Uh, if they can do that, then I, I'd be happy being wrong. Honestly. I also just think Anthony Richardson is, like, the most interesting quarterback prospect ever. I, I absolutely am just like, this dude is four, two 250 pounds, and runs a 4-4. I just – I'm I'm so interested to see how he actually pans out. Actually, so on that subject, uh, without really changing it, diverting too much – I think the most interesting uh, college quarterback prospect ever because of the draft process was Justin Herbert because yep. he fell so low because of supposed morale and stuff like that, and now he's considered one of the best team players in the in the whole league. Oh, yeah. So that's, that was very interesting to me. Uh, Lo and behold, did we not know that Justin Herbert was carrying all of the University of Oregon's football team on his back? <laughs> yeah, it could very well have been the number one or – the number two quarterback drafted that year. Um, I think him and Joe Burrow are both very, very good. Joe Burrow has one. He has not. With so. with that draft, it's number two because of Burr. But... Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Anyway. And I don't necessarily think that's Justin Herbert's fault. I know there's other people on this podcast who would say it is. But yes. Uh, I put yeah. that mostly on Brandon Staley. Okay. Hear me out. Okay, I, I know where you're hear, going with hear this. Me hear me out. Hear me out. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hear me out. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hear me out. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. okay, okay, so they're definitely playoff pushers, right? We're both agreed on that. Hear me out. Yeah, yeah, at the very least. Okay. Hear me out. So, Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence year three, right? Second year of Doug Peterson, obviously the Urban Meyer experiment was detrimental to Trevor Lawrence and his development in the NFL, but now you have Doug Peterson in there. They went to the playoffs last year. They won a game. I don't think they were necessarily ready for the Chiefs when it came to the divisional round. I don't think that was the Jaguars' fault. I don't think that was Doug Peterson's fault. I think they were just simply outmatched. This team now adds Calvin Ridley. I think Trevor Lawrence takes that year three jump that everybody really talks about. Like, I think Trevor Lawrence could be one of the top passers in the NFL this year. And if this team just puts the defense together, which I think they can, um, I think their defensive backfield still needs a little bit of help. But... If everything goes right for the Jacksonville Jaguars, I would not be surprised to see them in an AFC Conference Championship game. Like, at the very least. I wouldn't either, especially when they came I know that you might not be convinced by that, but, like... No, they're either in the playoff push. So here's the way I would put it at, right? Uh, And the way I'd look at the top three I think you'd probably do this, right? Like... No, I would... That's what you would do? I would have them both there. 
Um, and there, here's how. Here's what you I'm have thinking. both here, or both here, both in sleepers. And the reason why is so for okay. me, the contenders are the people that are going to be in the conference championship. Like predictably, makes total sense. They should be, yeah. Sleepers for me are people who would feel I feel like would surprisingly lose in the wild card or lose in the divisional and be like, you know what, they lost to the team that will probably win the Super Bowl or have a very good chance at it. And I think yeah. both the Chargers and the Jaguars and even the Bills are totally those three types of team. Uh, I don't know who else is okay. in there from the AFC. Uh, I think that's it for – I don't think you do. I think that's I think it, that's right? It. Like... And those are like – you know, and I think that you could put either the Chargers or Jags there alone and the other one below it and be fine with it. Um, but really, yeah. what we're doing is we already we are essentially saying that one of those teams is with the Ravens and probably going to lose in the wild card, and the other one is the one that's probably going to lose in the divisional, like if you look at it that way. Let me put it this way. I saw some footage of uh, Calvin Ridley at practice, and he just looks so – he looks so good. Yeah. Like a year and a half off of football did him so well. I don't know why. Well, you know, like he just looks like he looks fast. He looks like just incredible playing wide receiver right now. So I've seen that. And I'm a huge like Jaguars supporter since. Uh, yeah, yeah. Ironically, Jalen Ramsey left, and then I liked him when he was a Ram. He like was a different person on the Rams, <laughs> like a normal person. He was. And then yeah, he was I a like, cocky. I like everything the that they're doing. I like Travis Etienne. I like I like yeah. all the, all of their team, and including Calvin Ridley, because um, I think it's kind of BS what happened to him in in some instances. Yeah. I also I am a secondary Chargers fan. If I had to choose a second favorite team since Drew Brees yeah. left the Saints, I still love Alvin Kamara, even though he's might be an awful person, maybe not. Um, I the Chargers are my second favorite <laughs> team, um, and therefore. Uh, I would also have them up there slightly biasly. However, um, those two teams, oh. that game could have easily been the AFC Championship as it felt like it felt like oh, it was yeah. that high stakes. So. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, honestly, I was going to put the Chargers up here anyway. Like, you don't have to convince me. Um, I think Justin Herbert and Kellen Moore are going to go nuts. It would not surprise me if Justin Herbert is the statistically the best passer in the NFL this year. Yeah. Like, it would not surprise me. Dude, and, and on top of that, and I'm sure you kind of probably feel somewhat similar to this as well, um, Justin Herbert's always had, like, okay third receivers. He now has a amazing third receiver. So, yeah. I'll yeah. take it. I mean, Quentin Johnson, as long as he – he needs to develop some stuff, but, like, he's solid at the very least. Like, he should be better than their wide receiver three was last year. I think it was Josh Palmer, right? Uh, yeah. It okay. Was, cool. It, maybe was, it was Josh Palmer, right? Yeah. The wide receiver three last year. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to the Dolphins. I have no problem just sliding that right there. To be quite honest with you, um, I really don't like as long as Tua is healthy, they should be in the playoffs, right? Like, I shouldn't. Yeah. We shouldn't I, think too much about that. I kind of like how this is all uh, going off here. Um, yeah, I'm fine with that. I don't really know how much to talk about. They were a good team last year. Tua was hurt in a very unsafe way. Um, hopefully he is not hurt yeah. in the long term. Um, and I like it. I think they I think they can make the playoffs. Like I just don't think there's much to talk about. They're basically the same team. I like Devon eight I like the Devon A chain edition, but like there's nothing else to really say. Agreed. They did lose Do you want to skip though. over the Bears and Vikings? They did look sicky, but they weren't using it much last year anyway. So yeah. like, uh, we but, like do you want to skip the Vikings and Bears for now? Yeah or? I kinda want to save them for last. 
Um, and let's do the Patriots. Um, unfortunately, go ahead and let me know what you think. I genuinely do feel like they're gonna be mid. I do think that their ceiling is in the playoffs. I think that their floor yeah. is like could be not very good. It could be like five, six. Weeks. Yeah. Um, but I do think for that reason they're mid. They'll probably have about seven to nine wins. I would argue that that makes them interesting, to be quite honest with you. Um, with the whole Bill O'Brien thing coming in, replacing Matt Patricia, I don't really think we saw the best of the Patriots last year, and they still were 8-9, and nine, whatever. They've got a much tougher schedule, so this is where the, like, the differences between where they're at and what their, prediction, what their record prediction next week might be is going to be very, very different. This team, at worst, could be 5-12 and 12 if everything goes wrong. At best, if everything goes right, I think they can end up around 11-6. and six. So that's why I would put them in the going-to-be-interesting tier. I think it's going to be interesting to see how like Juju fits, how Mike Gesicki and Hunter Henry play off each other, how Mac Jones develops with Bill O'Brien, who's a real offensive coordinator, instead of Matt Patricia, who is you know, a defensive guy calling offensive plays. I think you could have had anybody off the street come in and call plays, and it would have been better or at the same level of Matt Patricia last year. And honestly, I think this defense got better. Like, ironically, Devin McCourty not being there, I still think this defense got better. Yeah, because as much as I, I literally love Devin McCourty, I know we all do as yeah. fans, I don't think Jalen Mills to Devin McCourty is the biggest drop-off on the planet. Um, you add Seago, and apparent, apparently Mark Tay Mapu is, like, the best dude. linebacker of Patriots practice. <laughs> yeah, it, literally him, and then you mix them with the uh, other young pieces that they have over at that side, and you're like, wow, like, this team, like, yeah. Joe, uh, Joe Juwan Bentley and, like, all these other pieces. And then we saw, uh, why can't I remember his name, the rookie, literally running. Seago. Christian Gonzalez. No, not Christian Gonzalez. The rookie on the line, um, whose name? Oh, is, um, oh, Keon White. Keon White. Keon White. Keon yeah. White. Uh, Keon White was running through. So magic. Keon White, Christian Barmore, uh, and then like <laughs> you got Judon Uche and and Dietrich Wise still like they're gonna they're still gonna have that lineup where they're able to filter yeah. people in and out, and it's gonna be huge. Um, Kyle says, "Hold up in the chat. What is, what do you want, Kyle? I will wait for you." Rams solo, yeah, they're fucking awful. Rams are solo. They they are bad, and last year they were bad. And until something goes differently this year, there are two. There are three good things about the or four good things about the Rams: Aaron Donald, Matt Stafford, Sean McVay, and Cooper Cup. Outside of that, they're garbage. Uh, Aaron Donald um, almost retired. All respect to everybody who plays to the Rams, but like objectively this team will not be good um if they are good credit sean mcveigh for being one of the better coaches in the nfl okay yeah i mean well we're at jake let's just put the giants in drafting top three like where they should yeah be, let's right? do that right let's yeah, just like, let's yeah just well kyle's here we should just like slap it in there yeah because that's what no, deserve to but be. like patriots i i'm fine with putting them in going to be interesting but like I, down here like down here i'm not yeah, like i just expect them to be mid and that's really where it is but i understand the interesting part lies in the fact that they could be really bad or they could be pretty good i wouldn't even say they'll be really bad their record could just show that like could trick people into thinking they'll be bad yeah and i, I get that um but certainly only interesting because we're patriots fans i'm sure everyone else's things are awful um, i mean i that franchise guy had him ranked 15th in his power rankings i think this is perfectly fine sure if y'all don't watch that franchise guy you should um i'm a football junkie so i absolutely love his offseason ranking videos uh but a lot of people don't uh, we already said it. We're going to throw the Saints in the going-to-be-interesting tier. I'm just going to put all three of these teams together because, yeah. you know, they're going to be interesting. Derek Carr did not play well last year. Um, he just didn't. 
I hope a change of scenery helps him. They have Garrett Wilson. If Michael Thomas plays well, I mean, should be said. Alvin Kamara being suspended. You still have Jamal Williams. I think Jamal Williams can fill in. Not necessarily his pass catching role, but like you might get Kareem Hunt. You still have a solid defense. Your defense has been solid for the last few years. Like this team could challenge for the number one seed in this division. Yeah. So interesting. Uh, agreed. The entire I, NFC South is interesting, except for the Bucks. We'll get to them later. But like, I mean, you can just throw the Bucks in the top three. You want? I mean, I, or bad either way. Uh, I was gonna throw them in bad. I don't necessarily think it's guaranteed here, but like, they're like the team around the quarterback is fine. Their quarterback room concerns the hell out of me. But I mean, it would too. And bye, Kyle. Enjoy the rest of your honeymoon. I'll throw them in bad. I mean, I don't think there's really much. A... I mean. That's actually where I had them, but we'll not talk about that. We'll talk about the two New York teams anyway. Where do you have the Giants, honestly? Like, where where do you think? Because I don't think they're playoff pushers. Like, I don't, I, I don't necessarily think last year was a fluke, but I don't necessarily think they. I would put them, even after last year, as playoff pushers. It seems like so many teams got better, and, like, that's supposed to happen every year. I don't think the Giants got better. Yeah. Like, at all. Like, um... They're the exact same. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that, but like, well, like that's the problem. Like, I think their wide receiver room got better. Like, their wide receiver room definitely got better. The Giants. I mean, the problem is, I mean, it's a bunch of slot guys, but like they got better. Yeah, but if you have a bunch of tall corners, like those slot guys aren't going to do anything unless you just do a crossing route every play, and like that's predictable. So, I, I, I mean, they also added Darren Waller. Like, it's not like. So the problem is, is like, what is like going to be interesting means that we're interested in where they're going to go, or you feel like there's a large variation. I just think they're going to be like, there's a large variation. Like the Giants could be awful, or they could be in the playoffs. Like I, I well, genuinely I think, feel like that's a realistic. I don't think they'll be awful, but I don't think their variation is huge, right? Like I don't think I think they'll be somewhere between eight wins and ten. Wins. Okay. I mean. I'm fine putting them right behind the Patriots, and it's going to be interesting. Do you want to put them at the top of the mid-tier? Like, I'm fine with either yeah, or of these. Yeah, so here's the thing. It'd be either top of the mid-tier or lower the playoff pushers, but there's so many teams that got better that they're only in the mid-tier because I think that they'll be the one of the last teams out of the playoffs. Okay, I mean, I'm fine with that. I think that's fine. Um, to emphasize, this this does not like this going to be interesting tier does not mean they're going to be better than this mid tier. It's just place where it is because they're going to be interesting. They could be here. They could be here. They could be here. Some of these teams could be right here, <laughs> but I agree. Yeah. So agree. interesting. Uh, the giants will be mid. They'll be mid. Yeah. And, and the again, jets. They, um, okay. They're interesting. They're probably the most interesting team in the whole game. At the very least they're interesting, right? Like, they gotta be. I could have put them here. Yeah. I could put them here, but I could put them right here. Like but I have people putting at the up. very least, you've got. Uh, yeah. Like I'm not putting them up here. I'm not putting them up here. I refuse. This team is too young to be up here. I don't care that you have Aaron Rodgers. Um, at the very least, you're gonna be here because this could all go off the rails, and you could go six and eleven, and Robert Sala gets fired, and you're hitting the reset button on everything, and you're starting Zach Wilson again next year, or. This could go really well, and you're eleven and six, twelve and five, because I still think your team is categorically worse than these two, but probably slightly ahead of the Patriots, especially with your quarterback situation. I don't, you know, yeah, definitely have any. I don't have any like crazy thought process that Mac Jones is better than any of these three quarterbacks because he's not. But 
Yeah, I'll put them in the going to be interesting. I think they could be low playoff pushers. Like I think they're I think they probably end up in the playoffs, but with a loaded AFC, maybe not. The Raiders, we already said it, they're bad. Um they're probably above the Bucks, but less like right here. Yeah. We're good with that. Sorry, I transition yeah. quickly to the Raiders because I don't really necessarily care about them. No, you're good. I think you're. I think they're right. I, I just think they'll be bad. Like I don't even think they'll be mid. Jimmy G's hurt or whatever. So yeah, I think they're fine. I think you're fine. Okay. <laughs> um, again, I don't think we really need to talk about this either. They're gonna go right there. Um, they were in the Super Bowl last year. They didn't really get any worse. Their defense lost some pieces, but they replenished them. Picked up, you know, Nolan Smith and Jalen Carter. Can we done some good things on the defensive side of the ball? While we're at it, can we just throw the other Super Bowl contender of the 49ers up there, please and thank you? Yeah, yeah, I'm fine with it. Which is so ironic um, because uh, it's freaking Brock Purdy who will be back eventually. It's like, is that so crazy that the rest of their team is so such A plus pluses that like they could have a B minus quarterback and still be fine? Like that's crazy, bro. The hype around Brock Purdy is hilarious. I mean, he. I would put him in like the C to B minus tier of quarterbacks, right? Like he's just he's there, he's good. Like he's again one of those dudes who's not going to lose you games. He's not going to win them for you, but he's not going to lose them for you either. Trey Lance, on the other hand, that's a whole different discussion. Yeah. Sam Darnold is also here. They're going to have a quarterback room that just starts four different guys this year. It's going to be hilarious. Oh, but so and then they'll somehow still end up in the NFC Championship game. You never know. Yeah, well, the NFC so bad that it doesn't help either. Like we literally have two NFC teams in the sleepers and playoff pushers right now and like it's just because they're all so bad. Uh here's the here's the real sad thing is I don't know if any of the NFC teams fit in here. But <laughs> I was looking at it. I'm like what do we have left? Like I don't know. Um, uh I mean I'm just going to put this team in bad right here too. Um I don't think the Commanders really have a lot to talk about to be honest with you. Uh, Their mean, quarterback situation is in Sam disarray. Howell, dude, it's Sam Bro, if Sam Howell ends up being like a solid quarterback, it will be one of my better predictions of all time. Because if you remember from last year, I think I had him at QB three, but like also unproven talent that I'm not going to hedge my bets on. No, they're probably um, five games. Yeah, honestly, hear me out. Okay. Um, I mean, the team was basically a playoff contender last year. They were basically in the playoffs last year. Uh, they were ten. I think they had what nine or ten wins. Uh, yeah, they're they're just below. Yeah, the, they're just below the you're, Yeah, you're year two of Kenny Pickett, so like obviously, I think he's going to take a step up in the same offensive system. I think George Pickens is really solid. I think Darnell Washington adds something to the team that Pat Farmuth can't. Where Darnell Washington is like a sixth offensive lineman on the field, so I think you're going to see a lot of twelve personnel from them. I don't mind Deontay Johnson as like a receiver too, because obviously George Pickens is your wide receiver one at this point. And I like Mike Tomlin as a head coach. I think they're probably playoff pushers. Like, I think this should be a 10-win team. And if they don't come out as a 10-win team, I'd be surprised. Yeah. Yeah, it's so That's funny. my thought process. Feel free to repute that. Like, No, and, and I'm trying to think, like, I agree. Mike Tomlin's the GOAT. Like, he's one that he's probably, like, the guy who has kept a team that at times has been completely irrelevant, still relevant. Like, so for the playoffs if you're there. if you're making a tier list of head coaches, like Mike Tomlin probably is a high tier two head coach, and the dude just never loses. Like, yeah, I don't know how much I agree with the whole George Pickens thing. I like Deontay Johnson more like George Pickens, but Deontay Johnson plays an outside receiver, like a number two, like a Mike Williams almost, okay. where Keenan Allen plays like a number one slot, and it's sort of like that situation where Pickens plays that number one. He's yeah. Versatile. Um, so I agree with that. I, I sort of, I, I don't necessarily agree with which one's better. 
Um, but I, uh-huh. I don't think they make the playoffs. I don't. But at the same, like I would be in my mind okay. more likely if the Jets make the playoffs than the Steelers. Um, so I, do you want to put them like down here? Well, again, I don't think there's a ton of variation. Or high mid. I think like they're the most. They're the least mid. But okay. Okay, I'm fine with that. I mean, I think we're going to get roasted because people are going to think, like, the Patriots are above the Steelers here, but I don't really care. No, Um, well, that's the thing. Like, where do you put the most interesting? We have right in the middle because we're talking about how varied it could be from the top to the bottom. Yeah. Like, how far. And those teams in the middle, we don't really know because the Jets could be anywhere. The Broncos could be anywhere. The whole NFC South is a big question mark. And the Patriots could be awful or they could be pretty decent. Like, like. And for anybody who's going to be like, how could they be 12-5? and five? Honestly, with Bill O'Brien, I think this offense takes a huge step up, and I really don't care what you say. This team was 8-9 and nine last year with essentially the equivalent of me or you calling plays. Yeah. Like, no, I would have been better, unfortunately. And they were three plays away from being in the playoffs with someone who has never seen an NFL offense calling plays. Yeah, three. three if I if three, I saw Trent Brown cut block on a pass play one more time, I was gonna lose my fucking mind. But fucking mind. <laughs> okay, um, so Seattle, I think playoff pushers. I think yeah, they're play- the other team. Uh, to be like, honest, I, dude, they like, they take a step up. I almost think they're the lowest of the sleepers. Like if we're talking like a sleeper. Like they are the most Super Bowl sleeper because they weren't that far last year. I don't year. know if I try. Trust Geno Smith that much, dude. Dude, I, know, I just don't know if I trust Geno you know, Smith that much. Yeah, but like, don't get me wrong. I think Geno Smith's gonna be fine. Like, I think he'll do essentially the same thing he did last year. I just don't know if I trust him to take that step up where this team makes a Super Bowl over either of these two teams. I mean, he and like, a- honestly, I think there are two Super Bowl teams in the NFC. Like, I, I, I don't know. I look at the way these rosters are constructed. I mean, maybe with the addition of Jackson Smith and Jigba, and he takes off and goes for 80 catches, 1,000 yards, and five TDs and really adds. And, but, like, I'm fine with it. You know what? I'm fine with it. Yeah. I'm not going to argue this one well, too hard. I, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. I'm good with it. Like, he's if Jackson Smith and Jigba is your third-best receiver, that's an amazing thing. And on top of that, yeah. look who – like, Kenneth Walker is going to be in his second year, and he's actually going to start the yeah. whole year. Like, that's a huge thing. Yeah. I think he's only going to get better, so – um, I I, think I just question their defense. I question their defense a little bit to be up here, but I get it. I I, I, like, I do. Like, I understand. I, they got Bobby Wagner back, right? Isn't he back for a year? So uh, yeah, he's back. So um, okay. Um, well, this is they're gonna win the division next year, right? Like who the Titans? No, no, the Jaguars will. Oh yeah, um, but I do think they're here. I yeah. do think they're here. We have a I think they're better AFC than the Steelers. The playoffs. We have two. Yeah, but like, five, that's the thing. Eight. Well, that's the thing, right? Like, with the AFC, I could see all but like three of these teams making the playoffs. Yeah. Like, I, I could realistic, like, anything that isn't here down, I, I could see the Browns making a playoff push with Deshaun Watson. I could see the Steelers making a playoff push because Mike Tomlin never seems to have a losing season. I can see the Patriots making a playoff push because they have Bill Belichick and the offense should be better. I can see all of like all of these teams could make playoff pushes. Yeah, I agree. And honestly, yeah, I I see the Titans being there. They got D Hop. They solved their biggest issue. Like they lost AJ Brown. Yeah. They didn't have anyone to catch the ball, and D Hop is that person. Yeah, they just replaced. AJ Brown with older AJ Brown, but that's okay. Yeah, even though AJ Brown was like king last year, so that's oh, he was he was feasting. Okay, 
so this in my opinion is going to be the hardest for us to go off of yeah so here we both and, and if you've been listening you know that we're both high on the lions which is why they're in playoff pushers whereas these two teams are we're not necessarily as high on me and jake very much agree on how we think the nfc yeah. north is going to go um, yeah i think the vikings take a step back I think that the Bears are slightly better, and they certainly have a better quarterback. Um, but mm. the Vikings have significantly better weapons around. I think Alexander Madison is really good, and I think that he's been yeah. overshadowed by Dalvin Cook. They still have the best wide receiver in the league, and in some ways, maybe the best non-Patrick Mahomes in the league. Was he number two on the top 100 list, Justin Jefferson? Yeah, I think so. Okay, well, there you go. And if he wasn't, he should have been. Yeah, like, let me put it that so, way. I think we put the Vikings in playoff pushers. I think that's one of those things. But right down here. Yes, I genuinely think the Bears are super interesting. And oh yeah, I think well. honestly this might be the most interesting team in the NFL this year. Yeah, um, besides the Jets, well, like the Jets are really like, interesting for bad and with Justin Fields. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, I'm with you on the Vikings. I just don't see them being able to replicate last year. Yeah, their defense is still incredibly bad. Um. Let's not mince any words. They're they're very bad, um, and obviously, I don't think anybody's going to disagree with that. I think this defense was like historically awful last year or two years ago, but Kirk Cousins should have you around the ten to eleven win mark, which should make you at least a wild card in a very bad NFC. Like the NFC is bad. Let's let's just be frank about it. Like we have. Have these teams an interesting, and they make the playoffs again, but like they're mid, that they're not exciting, they're not interesting, like they're there. The Green Bay Packers are Aaron Rodgerless and honestly Hall of Fame quarterbackless for the first time in our lifetime. I don't think Jordan Love is a Hall of Fame quarterback, if you can't tell. Not yet, um, <laughs> at least not yet. Like. The Bears could easily push at eight and nine for a wild card spot, and I think the Vikings are better than the Bears are, at least talent wise, and I think they're coached better. Uh, I really like Kevin O'Connell as a head coach, but Justin Fields makes him the second most interesting team, especially the fact that he has DJ Moore and they added Roshan Johnson, who's one of my favorite sleeper running backs in the draft. I think he's going to bring a lot of value. They also they got rid of David Montgomery. I forget who they replaced him with. But it was somebody um, interesting. It was a guy from Carolina. It was um. Oh, what's his name? He was their bell running. Back. Chuba Hubbard. No. No, Deontay Foreman. Deontay Foreman, and they still have Khalil Herbert, who was the dude that's been yeah. like the, one of the grossest backup like, running backs. This team is just gonna run you over. Like their running backs are straight up just gonna run through you. Which is uh, there's nothing else to say. The quarterback's not gonna run through you. So. Uh, no, he's gonna run. He's just gonna run by you. Yeah. So I'm pretty. <laughs> and their defense isn't awful. So yeah, I mean, I'm set with it. Um, if you want to make it more even, I'll drop the Patriots to the mid tier. Uh, but I genuinely, like, objectively, I'm I'm trying to be really objective about this. I just think objectively they're interesting. Yeah, and I would agree. And I would almost like, in terms of how we set this up, I almost think interesting should be below mid. Uh, and now I'm fine with that. Them. And then just leave the colors as they are, because I do think that interesting still like it like looks a little funky, but the mid should be higher. Uh, but I like that right there a lot, honestly. Um, I think the AFC is very top. I'm okay with that. I am. I'm okay with that. Yeah, uh, yeah the AFC is ridiculously top heavy. The NFC is uh, or the NFC is top. 
the NFC has two good teams, and honestly, I don't like the fact that we have this year, but I'm perfectly fine with it. Um, just because, again, I think there are two Super Bowl teams in the NFC. Like, I don't, I don't know, but this that could be the coldest take of all time, and it could be the Dallas Cowboys or the Detroit Lions getting the Super Bowl somehow. I, mean, that's I don't a know. Fact. Go Jared Gotham. All right, so. Uh, anyways, uh, if Jared Goff brings them to the Super Bowl, I will personally give. I would die. I, I would give someone hundred dollars. I don't know who it would be. Maybe my Jared favorite. Goff getting to his second Super Bowl. You kidding me? That, that would be insane. Um, so, anything <laughs> else you wanted to add to the either list list or for the episode today? Um, again, just to reiterate that going to be interesting. I wouldn't put it necessarily below mid or like like above playoff pushers or wherever we have it. Right. Like that going to be interesting tier is filled with teams that could be like four and 13 or 12 and five. And I would not be surprised literally like anywhere in that variation and, or, you know, the NFC South is going to be interesting because the entire NFC South sucks, okay. but a hundred percent. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, we're on the same page with that. And uh, to be honest, it's really just because there's so much, they're like wild cards in a way, but not wild cards yeah. necessarily, or could be, but maybe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, it was a great episode, just the two of us, Jake. I'm glad we had time to kind of go through each every. Well, team. had a great time. Uh, to go through each every team a little bit more specifically. Um, we do thank you all for watching us. Definitely make sure to go check out the socials, uh, both Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook in the description. We do appreciate you taking time on your Tuesday night to stay with us. If not on podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcast, we do appreciate your time. We hope you have a great rest of your day and a great rest of your week. And see you later.